Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. All right, I am talking with April Rudin, who is the founder and CEO of the Rudin Group. And more importantly, April is originally from my hometown, which would be Motown, Detroit for our European folks. April, how are you? I'm doing well. And it's always great to connect with a former Michigander. Yeah, a Michigander. So again, in Europe, they're all scratching their heads going, what are they talking about? Just not a clue. But let's let's drill in a little bit about the Rudin Group, because I find this very interesting, right? So you're considered an expert in marketing, very specific, though, to wealth management, also fintech, but uh, I keep reading more and more about you in wealth management. So one, can you kind of give us a quick overview of what the Rudin Group is, and then how you got a background in the wealth management side of this? Sure. Um, So I just want to thank you for having me on your uh, podcast, Sam, because it's really a pleasure, and I'm honored to be among some of the other people that you've interviewed. So thank you for that. Um, Basically, I started my business eight years ago in 2008, amongst a lot of other things happening in Wall Street. Uh, And although the business climate may not have been very good, it was actually a great time to start a marketing firm. And I think I was a little bit ahead of the curve. And I really tried to focus my business on three buckets. That was next gen, wealth and technology. So I could see that the wealth transfer was happening uh, or was about to happen. Uh, I understood that millennials, including, you know, the uh, two that live with me, right, in my own home, my field research group, operated differently from some of the other people I saw. And that technology, because I have a very long background in technology, was really going to be the underlying change agent to a lot of these things. So I started my firm uh, with the um, hopes of helping firms reinvigorate their branding, understand more about their offerings, how they can capture more AUM uh, for wealth management firms, and really focus in on the high net worth and wealth aspects. So today, my firm does end-to-end marketing, meaning we do messaging and branding, uh, messaging architecture all the way through content development, marketing plans, social media strategy, PR and uh, really help brands become more visible and help them connect with future clients. So you're in the right place at the right time. It's interesting, 2008, I always like people that started their company in 2008 because it shows they have guts. <laughs> it was kind of a, <laughs> I'm from Detroit, you know that. Oh right? my God, yeah, we, we have to have guts. We don't, we don't have a choice when it comes to that. So exactly. you definitely picked the right area because if there's been one part of FinTech that's extremely hot, it's around wealth management. It's around robo-advisors. Uh, do you think there's a lot of, of hype when it comes to this? Or, or what's your take on you know what we're seeing with like Betterment or Elevest or you take your pick? So that's a great question, Sam. I, you know, I started my uh, working career back in the late 80s in uh, Detroit and went to the – I just returned back from the Consumer Electronics Show. but went to my first Consumer Electronics Show back in the late 80s. So uh, with regard to your question in robo-advisor and technology, there's always a new iteration in terms of technology. And uh, yes, I'm pretty happy that I had the foresight to actually um, start my firm and be an early adopter, even in social media. So when you think about technology, 
um, robo-advisor is one aspect of it, but even something as insignificant as, you know, we met on social media, but for many financial advisors, uh, banks, and other people who work in these regulated industries, something as simple as social media is not so simple. And so that's one aspect that I'm really excited about that I think is finally coming to fruition in terms of the promise. And then robo-advisor would be another sort of negative, uh, natural extension for me, which is the, you know, automating the tools and the interface between users and their financial advisors. Um, but it turns out because they haven't progressed in social media and some of the other technology areas that it's a very latent industry. And so many people I find in financial services are threatened uh, by these sorts of technology, like you say, robo-advisor, rather than really welcoming tools to help them do their job. Yeah, I think fintech's done an excellent job over the past couple of years at addressing the needs. Um, I, I like one of the quotes you said, because I was about to go down the millennial path. One of the things I've read you say before is millennial is more a state of mind than an actual demographic. And you and I are about the same age. I'm not going to go there. But I have millennial kids, too. And I'm fascinated yeah. to, one, watch their habits. So, you know, using like Acorns or Digit or something like Wise Banyan or Betterment or, you know, you take your pick. Their, their yeah. willingness to adopt those to save. But then also, again, my age, I have a lot of the same habits. I use a lot of those tools, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you and I relate well to each other. And I think one of the um, big mistakes that some of the incumbents in the larger firms make is they start to go down the segmentation path, which is great. But then they become too granular in it. Sam, so, you know, I get asked by a lot of people, you know, do are millennials born in 1990 or 1991? And by asking that sort of question, it just shows to me that they really missed the entire boat on it. You know, it's really what I think firms need to do is rather than go down that segmentation path um, in terms of age, but really think about it's not one size fits all sort of service model that doesn't work anymore. So banks or financial institutions used to have a teller window and a desk. Uh, and you could either walk up to the teller in the bank or in a wealth management situation, for example, you could go into the conference room with the, you know, mahogany table or meet with someone at their desk. And that still might be preferred by uh, even millennials. I mean, my older son just went on his first visit to a financial advisor, and he was upset with the fact that they tried to give him a robo-advisor. And he said, you know, that's why I'm here to really learn something. So to your point, yes, you know, people like us and many people like us have a really high appetite for digital consumption and for tools and technology. And it's a mistake when firms uh, segment too closely and they really lock people into different pockets without thinking about what it really means. Yeah, I think you just summed that up incredibly well. Um, we're, we're down to our last minute. That's the challenge of a five-minute-ish podcast. So these are going to be rapid-fire questions just off the top of your head. Okay, you ready? Yep. Here we go. You just came off of CES. You had to be on a panel with Dave Birch. How hard was it to keep a straight face? Well, I used the word sexy. We brought sexy <laughs> back to reg tech, so I made some points with him. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> next question. How much do you miss Babalo Island? I miss Babalo Island incredibly because all we have is Six Flags here, and it's not even an island. I will, uh, I will help everybody out about Babalo Island in the show notes for this. That was a Detroit reference. Best musician to come out of Detroit, April. No pressure here. Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say David Ruffin. 
That's or Eddie good. Kendricks. That's pretty yeah. good. Oh, so we know your style of music now. All right. Although I would just tell you that Marvin Gaye and I have the same birthday. So I went with Marvin Gaye. For me, that was just, that yeah. was a no-brainer. But good, good. That I, was good. I was going to say Marvin Gaye, but I'm not sure he's actually from out of Detroit, but we do share a birthday. So. Well, we're going to adopt him. And last one, do you think Detroit can reinvent itself as a tech hub? That's just a yes, no. Absolutely. Thank God. I hope so, too. I'm praying for that Best to happen. Where, where can we learn more about what you do, April? Uh, that's www.therudengroup.com or follow me on Twitter at The Rudin Group. There you go. Thank you, April. You're the best. Thank you, Sam. <laughs>